boss Mark Titus is laughing at me. Yeah. And we got some great emails today, folks. Why are you <laughs> laughing at me, Mark? I'm laughing because right before we came on, you uh, <laughs> you just said I don't, I don't know. You're just talking. You you're, you said it's a bad allergy day. You gave that disclaimer, and yeah. then um, you said, "Can you see my?" And then you you stopped talking, and then I was yeah. Just- well, I was worried that my little ring light was reflecting off of my oh. glasses, and then I was like, nobody cares the podcast. Charlotte, I feel like your life, uh, you, you, you're, you're living, boy, this is going to sound mean. I, I can't wait. Tell I, me. I meant what for it to be say? like a, a lovely observation that sometimes you go through days, like you're in a sitcom where you solve one problem, but by solving your one problem, you've created two more problems. <laughs> and you're like, I have allergies today. So I'm going to wear the glasses, but now I have ring lights in my eyes. <laughs> and then there's this other problem, but I can solve that by doing this. And then it just kind of never ends. And then zany hijinks ensue. And then you look at the camera and shrug your shoulders and roll credits. I honestly don't know if anyone's ever summed me up quite as well. That's 100%. It's like I, I like booby trap myself by trying to solve my own problems. Uh, That's why we so love you. Thanks, Mark. You know, I'm really doing my best over here. Um, okay, so last week, if you remember, mm-hmm. we teased the end of the show with an email. And the title of that email was I'm Spencet. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yes. Yes. Because Spencer Rand had emailed us and said, and the subject line was save my family exclamation point. And he said that his daughter had moved to Boston for grad school and she grew up in Philly, but he'd raised her as a Chicago fan and he was worried she was going to become a Boston fan. And we were like, I feel like if she made it this far, but I called her Spencet because we didn't mm-hmm. know this person's name. This person's name is Eleanor Rand. And she emails in. She says, I'm Spencer. She says, hi, Charlotte and Mark. I have to reply to my dad's email to you guys because I don't think he gave you the whole story, which is just like a classic dad. Am I right? Mm-hmm. Talk about a sitcom. What a yeah. zany dad. <laughs> I lived my entire life in Philadelphia before moving to Boston for graduate school two years ago. For 25 years now, I followed his lead rooting for Chicago teams first and Philly teams as a close second. Yeah. With my strong track record of rooting for Chicago and my second very strong allegiance to Philadelphia, shouldn't he give me the benefit of the doubt here? Of course, I follow some Boston sports, so I'm not out of the loop, but I think my rooting, rooting interests are pretty set in stone. This is good news for you, Mark, because I think it proves that Cubs fandom is, in fact, genetic, and your mm-hmm. California kids will have no choice but to follow them. Love it. Thank you. And then she says, thanks for listening to our family drama. Maybe next time my dad will tell you about my brother who moved to the south side of Chicago and now chooses the White Sox over the Cubs. He's the oh. real traitor. Ever hopeful. Oh. <laughs> oh. Yeah, real, f- her brother caught a stray there. She also yeah. says, P.S. My dad is also a law professor, so that's at least two in your mailbox. <laughs> I always found the uh, the White Sox Cubs because I, I I obviously didn't grow up in Chicago. I I was uh, an Indiana kid, and um, we didn't have a major league baseball team, so a lot of people in Indiana are, are Cubs fans. Uh, but as someone who didn't live in Chicago, I always found the Cubs White Sox rivalry, quote unquote uh strange because they're not in the same like to me i i felt like you sh- if if you if you have these two franchises and what i'm saying like by the way i understand everyone from chicago is like losing their mind listening to me say yeah, this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but uh th- this was my perspective i thought that if if one's an american league and one's a national league and they almost never play each other and then interleague series started like what was it 20 years ago something like that but like for the longest time like they they never even played each other right. so what's the harm in cheering for both i don't like there's not a really a rivalry and then they started playing each other like one or two series they play like seven games a season 
in a 162 game season. Again, I don't understand why you can't cheer for both. And, you know, if you live in the city, I guess it's like a territorial thing. It's a Mm -hmm. media coverage thing. It's, you know, the White Sox won the 05 World Series and all anyone wanted to talk about was up until that point was like Sammy Sosa. And then like, you know, the Cubs got good in in 08, 07 ish. and, And everyone was talking about how the Cubs could bring Chicago World Series title and all the White Sox fans were like, what the hell? We just won it like two years ago. So yeah. I understand all that, but it was always weird to me that, that like, so to me hearing, hearing someone go from North side to South side, is not really sacrilegious? Like it would be if you're from Chicago, I think, you know, what I, I mean? mean, that's a great question. I, it, it, it raises the question, is it worse to cheer for the rival team in the same city or like, yeah. Like, is being a Philly fan second better than being a White Sox fan second? Yes. I don't you know. I don't, I don't it, know. It, it's a weird question because I, I have made my love for Shohei Otani public mm. in, yep. lately on, on various platforms. And uh, I've had people, I've had people that live in LA like uh, uh, hit me up and say, dude, if you're going to be an LA guy, you got to be a Dodgers guy. You can't be like loving. Right. Uh, like, what Dodgers happened to Dodgers Mark? And I'm like, I, I, don't, I don't understand why you can't. I don't cheer for, but, but like, I, I, I appreciate the Dodgers too. They're a good baseball team. I'll watch them. But like, are the Dodgers and angels really a rivalry is, is the, the Mets and Yankees kind of is, I suppose, but it, I think it's for the same reason. Cause it's like, you're competing for attention more than it's a little else, brother, but, older brother syndrome. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's like, like, I think white Sox fans probably have more problems with Cubs fans and Mets right. fans probably have more problems right. with Yankees fans than the right. other way around. Cause I it's would imagine like, so. Yeah. yeah. But, um, I'm glad Eleanor figured it out. That's uh, th- that is a tough. That's a tough. Uh, th- those are three like big time sports cities that are factoring in here, Charlotte, Boston, Philly, and Chicago. That's that's what makes it so tough. Is it's not like, she's not like I'm from. You know, I'm, she's not I'm, rooting for the Thunder. Right. I'm from Oklahoma City. My dad is from you know Albuquerque. <laughs> you know, <laughs> New Mexico. Let's now, New Mexico some sports and, teams. Whatever yeah. happened to that? And now I live in Bozeman, Montana. Which team should I cheer for? It's not, it wasn't that. It was like <laughs> it was like here are the three words. Actually, Chicago fans. I'll, I'll get, Chicago fans are not as bad as Boston or Philly fans. Yeah, Boston like when the Pats the and the Eagles yeah. were in the Super Bowl, I was like, this is tough for the rest of the country. <laughs> yeah. Like a, nobody likes this. Cheering for the meteor game, as we say, yeah. for the rest <laughs> of the country. Cheering. <laughs> something to fall out of the sky we're cheering for bane to show up at that football game and have the field ex- implode in on itself as heinz board is running for a touchdown right. is that not the most amazing thing from in sports history that heinz board still scored a touchdown and the third batman what was that one called the bet do you know what i'm talking the dark about night? is that the dark the dark night rises? rises the dark night rises yeah I only saw it one time but i remember watching that in theaters and i'm like the dude's still running as the field is like collapsing <laughs> I uh, gonna score the touchdown. This is crazy. That was that was a when when I saw that in theaters, the uh, the power went out in the theater. Oh, and I was very scared. Oh, because that was like around the the it yeah, was that, that was at oh, a time right. yeah it was like yeah. dark people were people were doing terrible things to movie yeah. theater yeah yeah so uh, I also may or may not have you know I'm not a drug guy but um, I was. I may have been a certain age where it was cool to go see a movie when you were high. Oh my. Cool. So I was freaked. I was freaked 
out. Oh, anyway, man. moving on. Okay. Mark, you and I have a few things to apologize for yeah. on the last podcast because we got some shit wrong, which will surprise no, no one. We should we should have called the That's podcast we, like <laughs> the whole th- talk about a human centipede. Whoops. It's just we get things where yeah, oops. Whoops. <laughs> <laughs> but like I will once again say we never pretend that we know what we're talking about. Um, but there are you know the human centipede of this show is now that. We say one thing and then the next show we have to say that we got mm-hmm. that wrong and they correct mm-hmm. it, which I think makes for more entertaining listening. Um, the first is something that I got wrong, which is um, Misty of Chincoteague. I got was the, the horse book that I told you about. Do you remember yeah. that? Yes. So I said I got several very um, uh, not not mad, but I'm disappointed emails <laughs> from people yeah. who, uh, for example, here's Helen Given. She writes in. Um, Dear Charlotte and Moses, I've been thinking about writing for a while just to congratulate. <laughs> I didn't even register that as I read it, by the way. I was like, my podcast co-host, Moses. Moses, um, yes. I'm joining the best group of college basketball fans in the entire world. Wahoo wah. I broke my silence, however, solely to bring up one point about the island of Chincoteague. And I was like, oh, no. She goes, I can confirm that Charlotte is not a horse girl from one piece of information alone. <laughs> In reference to the book, Misty of Chincoteague, Chincoteague is actually on the eastern shore of Virginia. Map attached for reference. Charlotte, <laughs> as a new UVA <laughs> basketball fan. Map attached for <laughs> yeah. reference. And then there's a screenshot of a, of a Google map. Not even a link, just a screenshot of where this island is. Charlotte, as a new UVA basketball fan, you'll soon learn that we UVA alumni take any opportunity to show off our esteemed college education, including and not limited to correcting an obscure reference to an island full of horses. Also, in case you're interested, there are four books in the Misty of Chincoteague series. The original, Misty of Chincoteague, is followed by Sea Star, Stormy, Misty's Foal, and Misty's Twilight. Defense wins championships, Helen Given <laughs> from Charlottesville, Virginia. Oh, my God. Oh, I see now. I, I'm pulling up the map where Chincoteague. Wow, that's Virginia. Yeah, I know, but that's what I said. That's crazy. <laughs> that's crazy. Hold on, I just now realized. Like, we got to talk about like this little. What is there a name for this part of Virginia? This little peninsula that should belong to Maryland. Did they fight a war over this? Eastern like, Shore. That's the Eastern Shore of. Well, Virginia? I don't know. That's what Helen's email said. I'm not like you see to what I'm saying. My foot in my mouth again. Do you have a map in front of you? Do, no, look no. at look at her map that she attached. Okay, we, have, we have to talk this out because this is blowing well, Mark, my mind. You, you won't be surprised to know that when I copied and pasted that email, I couldn't figure out how to get the screenshot <laughs> into the Google Doc, so I got to Google it again. Chinko um, Teague. I, I I am a I love geography, Charlotte. I love I I'm one of the, I'm one of those people that will just like if I'm bored, I'll just pull up a map and like zoom in on stuff and just yeah, I'm one of those types. And so I like to think that I had a pretty good understanding of the, the maps of the United States, but this is oh, blowing my mind. This. I see what you're talking. You see what about. I'm talking about? Like yeah, this little peninsula part is Virginia. Who knew this whole I, time? I had no idea, and and it's it's confusing because you see there's. The island is a is like a puzzle piece fitting in between the mainland and another barrier beach yeah. situation, right? That's what there there had to have been like some sort of war, probably not fought on soil, probably fought in like some boring ass courtroom where everyone's wearing a white wig, but there had to have been a war over this like between Maryland and Virginia, right? Between yeah. for this land. Oh, for sure. I mean, I thought you were going to say a war on boats, which I was like much cooler. That's probably <laughs> it was James probably, Madison in a wig. Um, a very, a very hotly contested polo game took place. <laughs> <laughs> 
where the winner... water polo game. Water polo. Yeah. <laughs> um, yes. Well, anyway, so anyway, that's... go check if you're listening and you don't, you're not familiar with Virginia uh, geography. Go look that up. That'll blow your mind. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. Maybe Everyone... I'll tweet out. I'll tweet out um, a picture of the map. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. Anyway, it's really cool. Right. Anyway, so we but we got a few more emails from people being like, it's, you know. I'm really upset because I'm I'm from Virginia and I got excited yeah. when Charlotte started talking about this and then she said it was South Carolina and like that's oh. I, I just want to apologize that's really rude um on my behalf. No, I don't think you should. I think I think this is good. I think uh so first of all, I, I assume we have a lot of people that are from Virginia that listen to the show anyway because uh you know, like you said, you said you're a Virginia basketball fan, so now yeah. the uh I got this little UVA. Yeah, you guys got to all right stick here. together. Yeah. Um I think this is good though for you to purposely get things wrong just to like make sure just to just to do like a, a check to make sure that make they're sure still, still, still there. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Oh, that's really good. Yeah. What's another Virginia fact that I can screw up? I'll 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 keep a Google Doc. That's what I think. I think that's the genius of our show, Charlotte. Is like the, the, it's it's often been said if you want to know something, if you want like help with something on the internet, don't ask for it. Just say the wrong thing. And because if you ask, if you're like, hey, does anybody know a good baker? And in, in, in town in Baltimore, <laughs> no one's going to answer it. But if you're like Johnny's bakery is, has the best donuts in Baltimore, everyone's going to be like, you're wrong. These are the best. And they're just going to respond. Get, we're going to get emails even from people being like Johnny's bakery just sucks. Sucked. And you're like, yeah. I didn't even know that was a real bakery. So I think that should be the attitude of the show is like, we purposely, maybe we own it. We're per, like, we're, we're, not, we're not, we didn't get that wrong. We did it on purpose. It was a bit, you idiot. Like, yeah, I was <laughs> testing you. Obviously I know that Chincoteague is in Virginia. Who doesn't know that? I was that. just making sure you still listen. Yeah. yeah come on. This is social studies. <laughs> Um, okay, so but here's something um, that you got wrong, which Impossible. actually, it, well, right. Sorry, <laughs> this here's something that you intentionally screwed up so that someone would write in. Um, the subject line is I'll have another and it's from Seamus Fitzpatrick, who must be Italian. Um, and he said, that's a joke. Cause he's, yeah, I, I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there you go again with the <laughs> please clap. <laughs> oh my God. I was watching something the other day where someone was, it was a movie or a TV show where like someone's trying, it's about comedy writers and someone's explaining a joke. She goes, it's funny because, and the other person stops her and says, if you have to say it's funny because it's not, it's not funny. So that should be the title of my memoir. Anyway, it says, um, Hey Charlotte, (laughs) I don't want to talk about how Mark incepted himself into thinking he came up with a horse name of a 2012 Kentucky Derby and Preakness winner. I'll have another. Wait, what? (laughs) 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 Not only is that a horse that exists, that horse won the Kentucky Derby. That horse is like a legend. (laughs) (laughs) It is. Holy Uh, he says, funny enough, the name was about cookies and not alcohol. <laughs> Dude, what? Yeah. Maybe I, it probably was an inception deal. It probably was like deep in the recesses of my mind that I oh, just like. For sure. Pulled that out. But yeah, I mean, the, my, my line of thought was, like I said, like I was trying to think of like, I was trying to think of horse names that would like start the party, that would get people excited, that like people that are showing up at the Derby. They're throwing back mint juleps. Is that you saying? Yeah, yeah for sure. And, and they're looking at the board and they don't know anything about racing. And they're like, I want to, I want that horse. Well, and clearly. So, so I guess that's, <laughs> so I was just trying to think of like terms from drinking 
or for being at the bar in terms of of yeah what was my other ones i had like like drinks on Here's me my horse was one. alcohol poisoning yeah drinks on me was one that came to mind and then yeah. i'll have another yeah i'm sure that's probably right that's probably a good way of putting it, it was inception or of- you could roll with the theory that you are just <laughs> that smart that you thought of the you best know, horse name ever i almost won the triple crown so <laughs> we're coming up with basketball player names and i'm like hmm Tim Duncan is a name. Sounds like a great <laughs> basketball player. You're like, hear me out. Manu Ginobili. <laughs> I'm so creative. <laughs> I love that. I started laughing really hard when I read that one. I was really excited so, to read that to you. Yes. It, I thought like, even when you said that there's already been a horse named that I thought he was going to be like, yeah, he finished fourth in the <laughs> Belmont one year. So no, this horse came one race pre- shy of a triple crown. My dude. <laughs> we were all locked in nine years ago on the <laughs> Belmont stakes to see if this horse won the triple crown. You probably crown. bet on this horse, Mark. I probably did. You won money off of this horse. <laughs> so stupid. That's so good. Oh so God. Good. Anyway. Uh, we also, in the theme of horses and horse girls, got a fair amount of emails from horse girls telling mm. me there's no way I could be a horse girl because of the amount of things I got wrong. The, the general tone before before you read them, uh, yeah. were are they? Do they take offense to being called horse girls? Like, no. is that a? It, that's not okay. They're I very never, proud I of really it. Th- yeah, I never. Also, self-deprecating about it because we have yeah. really lovely listeners like Sarah Schweiderman wrote in she says um dear charlotte mark i was trying to boycott writing in after you told me that the ncaa tournament was canceled because of me cheering for dayton instead of ohio state but oh yeah your conversation about horse girls brought me back sorry sarah it's out of love you know we tease each other we tease you guys Mm -hmm. it's all a big raz fest (laughs) there there are a couple of certain (laughs) qualities that is not going to be the name of the show ever (laughs) i promise you that Give it time. It's all a big rest fest. It's all a big rest fest. Um, There are certain, a couple of certain qualities that horse girls tend to have. One, they don't actually have to own a horse, but they bring up horses whenever they can, and their rooms are filled with horse figurines. Mm -hmm. Two, tie-dye t-shirts with a fun horse on it. Three, one long braid. (laughs) (laughs) She says, in your opinion, who's the weirdest group of people? Horse girls, crazy cat ladies, boat people, reptile boys, (laughs) etc. For the record, I am both a horse girl and a crazy cat lady. It's a good thing I found my husband in high school before he realized how weird I was. Still sad you said I was a bad person for rooting for Dayton. Ever hopeful, Sarah. Hmm. Boy, this is a this is a, a lot. This is a this is a question that uh, I kind of have thoughts, but I also have a career, and I, I don't. Want, <laughs> I, I don't know, want, same. I'm like, I don't want to be. I also don't want to be mean. Um, I don't want to be mean either. Um, but I'm gonna go ahead and say when she said boat people, I was yeah. like, that's all the reptile boys is the name of my band. So. <laughs> Boat people is uh, I'm I'm new to the boat to the yachting world. First of all, like have some respect. It is not yes, we're not boat people. We are yachters. We are yachts <laughs> yachtsmen and yachtswomen. Um, <laughs> Go on. Uh, I I I understand the the boat like because I I mean like the the boating the the perception of boating people is that they're just like snot like they're high class like they look down on and and from yes. getting getting into sailing a little bit yeah I have I have now it has actually changed my perception um because not everybody like it's not it doesn't cost as much money as I thought it would and to there sail. Are, there's some really like garbage boats that exist that you could buy for very cheap and take yes. out onto the water and 
um yeah so like if your perception of like boat people is you know you're wearing like their handkerchief and and smoking a pipe the, the ascot that's it, yeah, the ascot and smoking a pipe at the yacht club then yeah those people are the worst but i'm still gonna be <laughs> one of those people someday but <laughs> then, yeah that's my goal crossed. also yeah uh, <laughs> if all goes well so i don't think it's boat people I think that if all goes well, Mark, you and I can delete our Twitters and found a yacht club. I think that's the goal. I I want to be like a part if we've of, done yeah. our jobs right, we we can get off of the internet and just and be the worst at a yacht club. I would love that so much. There's there's a really crappy looking yacht club, and there, there's like seven yacht clubs around the marina. Mm-hmm. Um, and I may or may not be kicking the tires on some of them, trying to figure out like what to do because you know like all these yacht clubs are are super private with like how much yeah. it costs and. It's like, if you have to ask, you can't afford it. And I'm like, no, exactly. I've seen, I've seen the outside of your yacht club. I think I can afford it. Like <laughs> that's, how they get you. that's yeah. how they get you though. They have this tiny little shack and they're like, that'll be 18,000 a year. Yeah. And you're like, for to what? Like to walk I, into the door. I'm very much like, I, I want to know, but I'm not going to go to the links that I need to go to, to know, you know what I mean? Cause like once yeah. I would be embarrassed if I, if I like inquired, and then they were like, well, here are do like, let's give a tour. And we go down the whole process. And then they're like, so here's the money. And then I would just walk away. I would feel weird, like walking away. So I feel like if I get to that point, I got to like do it, but then I don't want to do it if I don't know how much it costs. Anyway, anyway my point is there's some really <laughs> rough looking yacht clubs and you, you're saying that's how they get you though. But yeah. I, I don't know. No, I think that that, I mean, I think we could do it though. I think we could like, I'm looking at some of these places around here and I'm like, I could, I could buy that club, much less yeah. be a member. Like, what? no, Mark, I'm dead. I'm convinced that in 15 years we'll be able to ride off into the sub- sunset on a shitty boat at our shitty yacht club. And should it we won't start? Be- should this come full circle? You know how I make fun of Iowa, or I always pick Iowa as like a yeah. random place. Des Moines. What if we start the Des Moines uh, uh, yacht club? <laughs> damn it that's what we should have called the podcast the des moines yacht the club. des moines yacht club <laughs> that's genius we and then we go t-shirts all our merch t-shirts. like if we ever get to a point where we can have merch for this podcast it doesn't say the people sports podcast it just says the des moines yacht club the des moines yacht club. i'm gonna de- i'm gonna spend the rest of the day designing our logo i'm dead serious oh my god oh man uh what was the question we're trying to figure out who the worst people i think um so i think Hor- the, the thing about horse girl the difference between horse girls and oh cat ladies to me is like cat ladies boy this is tough i don't want to say this out loud careful like cat <laughs> careful say don't say it i'm gonna i'm gonna say something instead you know who i think are the worst people reptile boys no i like them <laughs> <laughs> cyclists Oh, cyclists. People yeah. who are super into their bikes yeah, and walk around with their bike spikes on and their mm-hmm. spandex because it means they're rich enough to like have all of the bike shit. Yeah. But like don't realize you're that's mean. See, that's mean. <laughs> no. Like I if we have well, cyclists I, listening, like you're probably great people. I'll say this. Uh I, the one thing I'll defend cyclists on is that but I guess this kind of strengthens your point. Nobody likes them to the point that there's nowhere for them to go on the road. If you, if, if there's a guy riding his bike on the sidewalk, I want to just push and I'm walking my dog. I want to push the cyclist. I want, as he's coming by, I just want to push him into the street. But at the same time, if I'm driving a car and there's a guy riding his bike in the street and then I have to like go around them, but there's traffic. So it's like, I, now I have to get over and I'm looking at the car. Then I get mad at the cyclist for being in the street and I understand the hypocrisy. And I think that like in general, 
there's nowhere for cyclists to go. So I think that makes us hate them more because they're always in our way. And it's not no their where fault. They go. Like it's if not we their just fault. They're like, I'm just trying to ride my bike. Designed correctly. Yeah. It's also it. I always feel bad about that because I'm like, you guys are a better for the environment. B, you're actually like moving your body, and I'm yeah. the one sitting here. You know. So I, I think what it comes down to is what you said earlier is like wearing the spandex, wearing the. It's the the idea of uh, I'm going to borrow a European soccer term. The full kit wanker is what they call them. <laughs> The guy who shows up oh, yeah. at the soccer game with the full get up full on the full kit wanker. Um, I think if you're a full kit wanker in anything you do, that's the worst group. The there guy that shows up to golf and he's wearing the Tiger Woods, the entire Tiger Woods line and everyone else is like, no, I just actually like, no, I figured it out. I figured it out. What? It's anyone with a podcast. <laughs> that's true. That's there it true. is. It's true. There it is. That's the like. That's the truth. Like cyclists are cyclists are you know amazing compared to any like any time that I find myself saying well you know on my podcast I'm I just want to walk yeah. slowly into the ocean. I'm like Charlotte. You've you are that worst person. Especially when we uh when we're on Twitter and we tweet things as I as as I said on my podcast and then when you're on your podcast and you're like as I tweeted. <laughs> <laughs> I once got called out on a previous show. Someone emailed in to be like, why does Charlotte feel the need to need to preface things she says with, well, I tweeted this, but, and I was like, I've never been owned harder <laughs> and you're right. And I deserved it. So anyway, so we heard from a bunch of great things. Uh, um, yeah. Here's one more horse email um, from Kathleen Thompson. She wrote us a really great long email that um, we don't have time to read the whole thing, but I'm going to read this paragraph. She said, Finally, on the non-asked question of names, I grew up going to Pimlico in nearby Laurel Park, and my favorite horse that ran at those tracks in the late 1990s was an absolute unit of a horse named Stackhouse. Oh, that's so good. <laughs> yeah, basketball is my second love, so it was a no-brainer to root for him, even more so because he was a freaking tank and looked like it should have been impossible for him to go any faster than a walk. And I hate to end this with some bad news, but unless one of y'all has already reserved the name Cancel Culture on the Jockey Club Registry... We might have to think of another name for our Venmo-funded future Derby winner. I will note with some pleasure, however, that the name Ever Hopeful is currently available. Wait, there's like a database you can look up? Yeah, I the... didn't know this, but there wow. goes the rest of your day. But cancel culture. Yeah, no kidding. Um, Someone already registered cancel culture, but Ever Hopeful is available, so maybe we should register it. <laughs> the Stackhouse is a great name for a massive Stackhouse. horse that, that is like huffing and puffing. That like, start, that like walks the final... The last furlong, he's just walking. <laughs> the horse is like, can, you, can someone give me a Gatorade? Really? <laughs> and it's just like super sweaty. Like the sweatiest horse. <laughs> uh, so thank you for that, Kathleen. I really appreciate that. We got another one um, in response to a question that we asked. Um, the subject line is worst lie. This made me laugh out loud when I read this one. This is from Natalie Alderman. She says, hi, Charlotte and others. Others is capitalized. I could not help but share the biggest lie, deceitful act I thought I could get away with as a child. When I was first learning to write, I could not resist the urge to take a crayon to the underside of the island in my parents' kitchen. But mm. I knew this was something I shouldn't do. So instead of writing my own name, I decided to write my brother's name. I thought this would trick my parents <laughs> into thinking he had done it. Did I mention he is my younger brother? Therefore, mm. he did not know how to write yet, and I sealed my own fate. Mm. <laughs> 
which I thought that's something I would do. That's yeah. That's something you would think is like genius. And then you would forget just like the very basic. Yeah. Like, Oh, he's a baby. (laughs) Damn it. She says, this is still something we laugh about 20 years later. He listens to the show as well. So hello, Rocky. I hope this brightened your day. (laughs) (laughs) That's a tale as old as time, by the way, siblings trying to frame other siblings. And I I wonder uh, as neither one of us are parents, but maybe someday we will be. Do you think Charlotte, Mm-hmm. Uh, when you are no longer Aunt Char, and perhaps someday you are Mother Char, Mother yeah. Bear Char, oh, uh, do be- you think? Do you think you will be duped if you have multiple children and one of them tries to frame the other? Absolutely. I think you I one hundred percent think I will be duped. I, well, so first of all, Mark, I think that what you said in the beginning about like my life being a zany sitcom where I'm constantly like booby trapping myself i'm an only child like i don't have siblings oh and so i grew i i think i just like took on the role i think i play multiple children of my parents in one where i'm like constantly tricking myself and i think that if i have more than one kid someday that those kids will take full advantage of how gullible i am do you think that's why you're gullible yeah, I think I didn't grow up with siblings like constantly pranking me. Pranking you. To so where you, I believed that yeah. people tell the truth. Yeah, yeah, you believe. You, yeah, you see the good in everybody. Where those yeah. of us who grew up with like older brothers were like, nah, there's something going on. Yeah, you're like, here. absolutely. I've seen not. this story before. Yeah, exactly. And the older brothers are like, oh, I know that I would have tricked I someone totally that way. Done this. But I yeah. just existed in this vacuum by myself. Yeah. I see you as a mother. You will believe every single word your child says. That, I will like, show they, up they to will... the principal's office and be like, you need to fire Mr. Jones. Yes. And they'll be like, your kid literally pantsed him for no reason in front yeah. of the entire class. And I'll be like, that is not the story I That's heard. Not, no, <laughs> you're like, well, he said he didn't. So obviously he didn't. <laughs> you think right. Charlotte Jr. would lie? You know, like, Charlotte. but I also think that then Mark, it's going to go hard in the other direction where I'm going to realize that I'm just being taken advantage of constantly. And I won't believe a single thing my children say. Yeah. Yeah, there's gonna be no too. happy the, me. The, it's gonna the, be the... terrible. <laughs> oh man. Anyway, that's, so that's, that's a good one. Um, that is a good one. Here's another email we got. An experience I recall with Mark at Ohio State. This is our email of the week. This is from Chuck Rainey. It says when I was 13, I went to an Ohio State basketball game when Mark was on the team, and I was a really big fan of your blog. So during one of the timeouts, I yelled, "I poop too." And you turned around and looked really confused and the fan sitting in front of me gave me a dirty look and I felt bad. So I just wanted to tell you that I'm sorry. <laughs> no. Shout out. Oh man. It was, it was probably, uh, what was his name again? Charles? Chuck. Chuck. Yeah. Chuck. Uh, it was probably relevant. I'll, I'll defend Chuck in that. Like it wasn't, I, I I remember, I mean, like half of my book that I wrote is just about like me having diarrhea. Yeah. And, like, I think we've talked about this before. And yeah. I, I don't know. Cause at that, cause spoiler alert, when you're like 20, 21 years old, poop is funny. I mean, <laughs> so, I'm going to back you up on this. And I still think it's pretty funny. Yeah. It was funny. So like, I would write, I would sit down to like write blogs and I'd be like, let's see here. What's the funniest thing that's happened to the last <laughs> few weeks? I was like, well, you know, we, I was on a, you know, as we were getting ready to leave Purdue, um, I had to poop on the plane. And so I was in the toilet when the plane took off, maybe I'll write a story about that. So like, I write like a blog post about that. And then like, surprisingly, Chuck says, funny. yeah. And Chuck was what? 13 years old. I'm guessing yeah. when Chuck was 13 years old, this was like the funniest thing he's ever written in his yeah. life. <laughs> and he's like, guy. I know how to get Mark's attention. And then he's like, I also have pooped before. So 
<laughs> well, speaking of that, we got a good email about a fart joke, um, which I, I mean, I'm sorry. I think farts are hilarious. Like this is something that hopefully someday I'll grow out of, but I'm 32 and I'm still, still laughing. So uh, the subject line is a coworkers, Bob Baffert run in from Adam Sanders said, y'all talk about a horse named shoot the breeze farting a lot. Made me think of, well, I guess we did make that joke last week. God. Well, okay. Um, made me think of a story I heard. I work with a pharmacist here in Louisville, Kentucky, who owns racehorses. This is a wild story already. Mm. And he has had one single run in with Bob Baffert. This guy's name is Tony. Tony owned a horse who unfortunately would fart with every step it took. I also don't know if I believe this email. Speaking of not believing my kids. It doesn't matter. It was exactly. Apparently it was a nervous stomach. Anyway, so Tony's horse was in the stall right next to Bobby B's horse before a race one time. And apparently at some point, Bob turned to Tony and said, whose horse is that that keeps farting? That's embarrassing. And Tone said, well, Bab, that's my horse. And Bob got noticeably embarrassed and said, oh, well, you know, there are medicines for that. And Tony said, nah, I like my horse the way it is. After it was all over and done, Tony's horse didn't win the race, but she did beat Bob Baffert's horse. And that's all that matters. Yes, I love it. I, yeah. I believe the email. You know why I believe it? Because I because it, it, it makes the world a better place, if that's true. It, you know, it, that there's totally a horse agree. that farts every step is, and it beat Bob Baffert's horse. And Bob <laughs> well, Baffert was trying to, trying to give it medication, which, as we know, would have been illegal ointments. Bob yes. Baffert would have, yeah, made this horse ineligible. So that's great. That's methamethasone, baby. Um, also, in terms of, of um, boat names, we got an email. Uh, best boat name ever from Kyle Beery, which is an amazing name. It says, hi, Charlotte and Titus. First of all, I love the pod. Can't get enough of the sort of kind of sometimes sports-related content. Keep it up. Second of all, just <laughs> thank you from the cool. from the owners of the Des Moines Yacht Club. We thank you from the Welcome to the – you, you have you – have, uh, we, we, we grant you admission into the Des Moines Yacht yeah, Club. You, oh, Welcome. yeah. If you're a listener of this podcast, this is what we should do. I mean, this is the, we should make Des Moines Yacht Club t-shirts and like the best emails or whatever, like people we deem worthy, we send yeah. them shirts and they, they are admitted. And you remember, you remember the Des Moines Yacht Club. Yeah. <laughs> I love this so much. I, love, I can't wait to design the logo. Okay. So he says, second of all, just wanted to let Zach Halsey know that I do not know where Mr. Reed is. <laughs> I've never met the man, but I'm now inspired to become a billionaire so I can search the world in instances like this to find someone. I'll keep my eyes open in the meantime. And now the point of my email. I grew up in a tourist town along Lake Michigan. I've seen some unreal boats over the years, many with solid boat names. But above all else, there is one in town that takes the cake. It's a charter slash party boat that people can rent out and get catered. On the back of the boat in giant letters is the name Boat. (laughs) Simple yet bold. It's really good, right? Thank you, Kyle B. That's a really great... Boat. That's hilarious. I think you should get... First of all, Mark, I just want to say that I haven't been able to stop thinking about your pontoon boat named the Unsinkable Two all week. <laughs> like that cracks me up. Second of all, I think that you should get a really, really shitty boat and name it Yacht. Yes, it's both Yacht. Yeah, y- Yacht. Just, j- just says Yacht. <laughs> yeah, that's the name of your boat. Oh, my it's Yacht. Just like a little. <laughs> <laughs> it's a shitty little motorboat. I gotta. I should write down. Uh, I walk Moses around the marina. I, li- I live like yeah. right. You, you know where I live. I yeah. live right on the marina. So like when I walk Moses, we we just walk. We just zigzag around and just look at boats. It's like basically that's how. I, that's why I started sailing is because I like moved here 
And uh, I, I would walk around and I would see like the type of, I think I've said this on the show before, I'd see like the type of people getting off these boats. And I'm like, all right, if that guy knows how to sail, like, come on, I should know how to sail. Right. Um, but my point is, it's like, I, I, I should take down some of these names because I, I, I see them as I'm walking. I'm like, that's a ridiculous name. Or like, that one's funny. I like that one. But then I just kind of let it go. And I should like take, take like pictures a, I, should, of them. I should take pictures of them and come prepared for one show and we should we should give thumbs up thumbs down on some of these boat names that we're seeing because it is staggering like it is what, what stands out to me is that like no matter how much money you have you can't buy class <laughs> you know what i mean when, yes I like you see like a, a two million dollar yacht that's like it's some like pun about his ex-wife or something and you're like dude oh like you're like or, you no know, yeah, it's like yeah. acquisition acquisition yes and you're, you're like, like oh you my god dude. So like, thoroughly. What <laughs> like what how can you have that much money and be so tacky what what is happening <laughs> and bob baffert's like let me chime in for a second <laughs> i'll take some day I'll, I'll have to write of that yeah i'll do that uh Maybe I'll do that for I don't know. We can we could wrap up tomorrow or this week's show, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's do that. Let's I'll, do I'll that to, this week. We I'll, uh I'll some no, I'm really into that. I think that there's some merch possibilities there too. Um, you know, if we draw a picture of the boat with its bad mm-hmm. name on the back of a Des Moines yacht club the shirt. Des Moines, Des Moines yeah, yacht club yeah. is like I'm so yacht excited about good. this. That's, That's pretty like, good. I'm out of like my it. mind excited about it. I like that. it um my brother did get a pontoon though uh last summer and uh him him and his in-laws and like it, no it, it, was, one of, it was one of those deals where like everyone shipped in like 20 bucks <laughs> like you know yeah. i think like 400 people chipped in 20 bucks and then now they just all share the boat that's on this lake and it's like a it's a I, i've never been on it but it's my understanding it is a just a, a pontoon on like a tiny ass lake in ohio and uh that, that's why I, I brought up what did they name it I forget. I, I should ask him. Yeah. Obviously. But uh, I, I pushed hard for Unsinkable too. And he was like, I love it, but I don't think the rest of the, the other 399 people Because <laughs> <laughs> it has to be a pontoon. It has to be, as I said, if it's like, like if you get like an actual sailboat and name it Unsinkable and take it out in the Pacific Ocean, you're tempting fate. That's you're like, screwed. You're going to die on that boat. Yeah, you're going to die on that boat. But if it's a pontoon and a, and a shallow ass, like that's... You're still going to die on that boat, but it'll die. be funnier. That's how we get the uh, picture of the 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 Trump rally on that that one layer where like all the water are coming in, where all those boats were sinking. You're all on that pontoon, and it just says unsinkable too, and it's just like going down. Or Mark, I, or I, I picture you- you're going down, and the water's like up to your chest, and it stops, and that's it. And you're just like sitting there on your boat, like, on the yeah, you're standing the- on the bottom, and you're drinking a beer, and like the water's up to your chest. But it's like a five foot deep lake if you're shorter you need to wear a light vest but otherwise you're fine um i have to tell you something mark i once got <laughs> i once got run over by a pontoon boat what <laughs> i actually i'm laughing it was like actually a, like i <laughs> i almost got killed by a pontoon boat i was swimming in this lake in maine and these idiots were towing a kid on a tube and saw me, but the guy didn't know how to drive his boat. So I was like waving my arms, being like, don't hit me. And he panicked and turned towards me and and ran me. I dove so I dove down so deep. I look up, the propeller is like two inches from my head, 
the first thing I thought, like as this boat is coming towards me and I'm like, the, the only thought going through my head was this cannot be the story of how I die. Like, this is so embarrassing that how I old were you? Oh, this was like, this was like 10 years ago. I was like 21, 22. Oh. And I got run over by a party boat. And I was like, I can't, the only reason that I can't like, besides, you know, loving my life and wanting to continue it, like it would be so devastatingly embarrassing. Did you know the, like the, what happened next? Did you, did you? Oh, I freaked out. I pop up. I just started swearing. I was like, you know, we'd have to bleep out the entire rant that I went on. And then they had to, but I was like in the middle of the lake and they were not in the middle, like uh, around the, I was swimming like along yeah, the shore from the yeah. dock that I, and the only way to get me back. Cause I was like hyperventilating. They had to put me on their boat and bring me back to the dock that I came on. But the guy couldn't dock the boat. He was so bad at driving this boat that he couldn't get within 10 feet. So I just jumped back into the water oh, and, swam to the dock and, and took down their like boat registration number. <laughs> and that's the only time I've called the police on anyone on this old guy who didn't know how to drive his boat. I was like, you got to take you can't let this guy have a boat anymore. And they were oh. like, actually, legally, we there's nothing we can do. That and guy's the like, mayor of the town. Yeah, that's, <laughs> yeah. that's the president of Maine. Yeah. And I was like, <laughs> damn it. Oh my god! Yeah, I didn't That's... think of that until just now that I. But anyway, so I got run over by. Was a he, was, so you don't think he was drunk? You think he was just incompetent? Yeah, I think it was just stupid. Or maybe both, but you never know. Yikes! That's 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 gnarly. Yeah, it's gotta pretty be, gnarly. It's funny a little bit. I mean, it's funny because I'm okay. Yeah, yeah, but <laughs> pontoon boat. <laughs> I just thought of that. I can't believe I forgot that story until just now. Did, anyway. he, did he? When you popped your head out of the water, did you hear him say like, "Damn it! I thought we got her or something." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, "Oh, I accidentally <laughs> ran her." Like I've read this girl's blog. She sucks. Or I just um, picture like like this feels like a this feels like a. a I don't know if this actually exists. Like, I, by the way, the guy writing in about I'll have another now has me second guessing every thought I have. That like I'm just like. <laughs> You know, like every idea I, I have is just like an spooky. SNL sketch or something that's already been done before. But I'm picturing, again, this has probably already been done before, but just some sketch where I, like Leslie Nielsen is is you. And yeah. You get run over and then you pop up and you're like, I what the hell? And you start yelling and then the boat's turning around to like come because now you're hyperventilating. You can't swim. So it's coming to like save you now. <laughs> and then it's like, like, oh, oh, oh. Again. Yeah. <laughs> it just keeps running you over as it's trying to. It is trying to make up for last time running you over by saving you, but it just keeps making over. The sequel to Airplane 2 is just pontoon. Yeah, pontoon. what you're saying. <laughs> it's just over and over. Just an hour and a half. No, you know what? The, it'll, it'll be Des Moines Yacht Club, and then on the back it'll say, I survived the unsinkable 2. <laughs> anyway. Um, all right, we're going to end on this one. Um because we still have to do this, Mark, but I think this should become one of those things that we say we'll do and just like draw out so people keep listening to the podcast for the day we eventually do it. The subject line is episode of not hearing each other <laughs> from Logan Bannon. It says, hi, Mike and Scarlett. <laughs> <laughs> that's actually funnier. I think that's funnier than anything else anyone said. <laughs> that was funnier to me than, than even Mike the, and the Scarlett. <laughs> 
That's great. I talked to 2 million of my friends and we all agreed we'd listen to an episode of you guys not hearing each other. One possible wrinkle, you are allowed to screen share videos. So if Charlotte wants to talk about a water skiing squirrel, Mark has to comment on it with no context. (laughs) Boom, comedy. It's a small step back from total incoherence and it'll finally make us all subscribe to your YouTube channel. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, we're trying to get people to subscribe to the... Um, And then he says, as far as worst times to cry... Instead of picking post-sex, I nominate the beginning of a date. I'm talking about crying at dinner shortly after ordering oh, your food. Yeah. You've just committed to the next 45 minutes of staring at each other while your tears become a salad dressing. At yeah. least if someone's... Uh, wait, wait. So he's, I can neither confirm nor deny that I have first-hand experience of making a girl cry after placing our order. I will just say that I take total responsibility, but also it wasn't my fault. Ever heartless <laughs> Logan. See, some of the people who listen to us, and my dad will say this. Like My dad sometimes like calls me to be like, I saw some of the things people commented on your Instagram and like the people who follow you are really funny. He was They're like, you, whatever you've done, I, I, you've done something right that the people listening to you, if nothing else, the people funny. listening to you are yeah. funny. I like that. So. I like that about people that listen to our show. Yeah. Um, that is a good one. I, th- I think that would be, uh, I, th- I think if like your first date shows up and she's, I'm going to, I'm going to use my, I'm, I'm going to say she, cause of like my experience. So yes. if, uh, obviously I, I assume the same would be true if it was, you, if a guy shows man, up and he's crying. crying i'd be like but Ugh. like if i go on a first date and mm-hmm. the woman uh is like a- as i meet her she's crying that's obviously really weird but it's also like maybe something just happened that like exactly. she's got a text or whatever right but if everything's going fine and i meet her and we sit and i'm like so you know we get a drink and like you should be oh our table's right oh our table's ready all right let's yeah. go let's get you whatever we sit down and they bring the bread basket or whatever <laughs> And then we order, and then she starts crying. See, Logan's that's a good one. That's because that is like, whoa, what has happened in the last like 25, 30 minutes? What is she thinking about right? Yeah, that's a good one. And you can't, you do, you do, you are faced with the question of do we do we continue or not? Yeah, yeah, because it's being cooked. (laughs) So, I uh, I have never had a horrendous first date, and um, that that speaks less to uh my success with women and more to my uh like lack of first I, dates my lack of first dates yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i've been on like four first dates no, uh, um, that's good mark that's good no, not I, everybody can say that and i don't know if i want you know what i mean like when i hear like horror stories or first dates like part of me like thinks like man i wish i had a good story but then the other part of me is like that sounds miserable why would i want to bring misery into my life i have my best my best first date story. Also, I just want everyone to know that my computer screen just went completely black, but we're almost going to end this episode. So oh, so this gonna... is like, this is like a this pod. Is... Yeah. Where you can't I can see hear you, but I can't see. Can you see me, can you oh, see me still? Yeah. That's well, you, wild. Got, you got your, you, the, there's, I, I can't see your eyes because you got ring lights in your glasses. <laughs> okay. We're going to wrap this up real quick. I once went on a first date. I was set up with this guy and he was so boring like he wasn't mean he was I was just like I have literally nothing to say to you that I finished my first drink and call I I went outside I think I was like 23 I was and I I called my roommate who my best friend and I was like I gotta get out of this you gotta get me out of this and she was like well I don't like what do you want me to do and I was like I don't know I gotta think of something so I go back inside and I say I'm so sorry um I have to go my roommate just called and her dishwasher broke And he was like, what? And I was like, yeah, there's soap everywhere. Oh, my computer's back. He was like, yeah, there's soap everywhere. Um, 
I was like, I just got to go help her. It's a disaster. And he was like, okay. And then I left, which is mean, but he was boring. Your dishwasher broke, Charlotte? That's, That's the best, the best I could. On? I panicked. Oh my God. So guys, write in and tell us your best first date lie. <laughs> Are we going to pivot to like a dating podcast? Because I'm not. so curious. We are about not like, qualified. We're really not, but that's what that's what might make it funny. Yeah, it's true. It's like I'm so uh, I'm so fascinated, <laughs> especially by like how women would handle certain situations of like I don't know. I'm, I'm just, I just, just hearing you this, hearing Mark. you say that just makes me think like, would you have been better off just like going to the bathroom and not coming back? Definitely. <laughs> That guy's still telling his friends, he's like, remember that asshole who said her dishwasher was broken? Like, <laughs> I, I don't think that I'm a good example of, like, how a sane person would handle a bad date. Yeah, yeah. But I don't think, I, but what I'm finding is the more I hear people talk about horrendous first dates is I don't think there is, like, a good way to, do, like, because no. if you want, if you were to, if you were to just stop in the middle of the date and just look at him and be like, you seem like a really nice guy. <laughs> Um, I wish you well in life. This just isn't really doing it for me. Yeah. And just like get up and, 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 and have a, have a good night. Here's, here's $20. Here's my portion of the, the meal. I'll, yeah. I'll pay for that. I'll leave. Like that guy's going home and is like, what a bitch dude. Like, listen oh, yeah, to what this totally. girl did, to, you know, like there's yeah. no way you could handle it that like the guy would be like, Oh, this is, this is very acceptable. How you're Absolutely behaving. not. <laughs> yeah, Absolutely so. no way. It's, it's a lose, lose situation. Never <laughs> the moral of the story is you shouldn't go on first dates. <laughs> just Sorry, don't guys. date. Nobody date, nobody talk to anybody, <laughs> and we will solve it. We'll solve and all of our problems. That's world peace. Anyway, um, all right. Well, we will see you guys on Thursday. Uh, we don't know what we're going to talk about yet, Mm-mm. but Never we're going to come with boat names. <laughs> <laughs> so we pretend that we plan this. Uh, we'll come with boat names and um, an update on the Des Moines Yacht Club membership application process. There we go.